This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. My name is Billy Grant, and I'm coming to you from the Houses of Parliament. But we've got a bit of a, not an emergency podcast, but we've got a bit of a different podcast today, because the Besotted, as part of the Brentford Posse, were called to the House of Parliament today for a bit of a debate. A debate on safe standing, as they call it, but we don't like to call it safe standing, because we all know, as we have terraces at Brentford, that standing is completely and utterly safe. So we call it a standing debate. The MP for Tooting... Dr. Rosena Allen Khan. She's also the shadow sports minister and she's leading the charge for standing and she's basically polled a load of fans. She's talking to loads of fans. She's talked to the families after the Hillsborough disaster. She's talked to fans all over the country. She's got a survey, which if you check the link on this podcast, we'll give the link to the survey. You should really, really fill it out. And uh, she's going to be taking the case to change Labour Party policy so that they're going to be going for it. They're going to be going for standing. They feel that fans, not everyone should stand, but if you want to have a choice to stand at football, like we do at Brentford, because the thing is, we're pretty spoiled at Brentford. You know, if we want to stand, we can do. If you want to sit, we can do. But if you go to other stadia, they don't have that choice. And they're saying around the country, each stadium should have the choice to stand or to sit. And Dr. Rosena Allen Khan is leading the charge on this one. She's talking to fans and she invited. There's over 40 fan groups down here today. 60 fans in the room, load of MPs, and they just wanted to hear what we had to say. We sat down, we gave our thoughts, they gave a bit of feedback, and they gave the vibe as to where exactly they see this campaign going. It's very good. So what we're doing today, we're going to be talking to all sorts of people today. We're going to be talking to people from Liverpool, the Anfield rap guys. We're going to be talking to the Spirit of Shankly. We're going to be talking to the Homesdale fanatics from Crystal Palace. We're going to be talking to... Martin Cloak from the Tottenham Supporters Trust. We're going to be pointing to John Darch from the Safe Standing campaign as well. And of course, we're going to be talking to Dr. Rosena Allen Carr as well, the MP for Tooting and also the Shadow Sports Minister, about their thoughts on where exactly this campaign is going. So check it out. 
So I've besotted Pride of West London podcast and I'm walking here in the House of Parliament. I've been a, a safe standing, as you call it, a standing. I've got Dr Rosena Allen Carr here as well, who's the shadow sports minister. And she's got a whole load of football fans in and we've been talking about the standing opportunities at football. Rosena, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, thanks. It's lovely to have you here as part of the discussion. Thanks for coming. I'll tell you something, it was really, really enlightening. And what's it like? I mean, have you ever had so many football fans in the House of Parliament before? Not in one room, I must say, but uh, I have spent a lot of time at football matches, so I know I know what it's like, and it was it was great to bring a little bit of that atmosphere today into the House of Commons for something that's actually a really important debate. Look, it's about making sure that fans can have the best quality of football experience when they go to a match. For those people that want to stand, asking them, look, do you want to stand, do you not? People who want to sit, do they want to make sure that their opportunity to enjoy the match is as good as it could be? And so today, I was hearing from the, from the fans themselves, because I need that to inform what I do going forward and any policy positions that I put forward on behalf of the Labour Party. I mean, this is interesting because, I mean... Obviously, fans have been standing at football for years, and then there was obviously the incident that happened at Hillsborough years ago, which had changed things. But what has made you decide to sort of kind of put yourself forward to actually try and push this forward? We've, what happened in Hillsborough was absolutely tragic. Football has moved on a lot since then, and fans have been approaching me ever since I've been the Shadow Minister for Sport, asking me to look at this. So I thought, I'm going to hold a proper consultation process. I'm going to speak to, to safety authorities responsible for ground safety. I'm going to speak to the fans themselves. I'm going to find out exactly if this is something that is potentially a possibility to roll out. But I ask a question. How do fans feel when they know that in the very same stadium someone can go to a pop concert that week and stand... Or they can go and watch rugby and stand, but yet they're not allowed to stand when they go and watch the football. Some people call that prejudice. It's, again, it's interesting that you say that. I mean, Brentford Football Club, as you probably know, we are one of the very few stadia yes, that has yes. got standing. And we're, you know, we're not in the you know, third or second division. We're actually in the championship. We were very close well done, to, as you get, yeah, to get to the Premier League a few years ago. So we have proven that standing works. We know how to manage standing. Our fans understand standing. How do you think that this is going to benefit your campaign or the, the, or the standing campaign which you are part of? I think it will benefit it greatly because we need examples where we can say, look at what people are doing and look where it's working and look how people are enjoying the game safely. And I would say I do have a survey on my website that people can fill in if they want to feed into this process because I want to hear from the fans. I want to hear from the people who are affected by this. And it's fantastic that at Brentford you you are able to have an experience that means everyone can enjoy the game. That's what this is about, understanding the safest possible way for people to enjoy our national game. So where do we go from here? I mean, we've had this meeting, it's been a great meeting, you've got your survey. What's going to be happening next? People are going to know what's the next stage um, and will we get standing? Well, we've got this debate on the 25th of June. It's coming up in just a few weeks and that is where MPs will be standing up. They'll be talking on behalf of their constituents who say what they want. That's where I'll be standing up and speaking. That's when we'll hear from the minister. And let's see what happens after that. I would love to see a cross-party solution that puts fans together with fan safety first. But watch this space. So I've got John from the Homestale Fanatics here. Um, fan group Crystal Palace just outside the House of Parliament here and uh, like I said to you we had a we had a meeting there with the shadow sports minister I was already very encouraged about the entire idea that we're pushing for which is safe standing in English football grounds and I 
the meeting only solidified that to a much greater extent. Um, I feel one of the most encouraging things from my perspective as a younger fan was the difference in fans that want the same thing. It's bridging age, it's bridging sex, it's bridging what part of the country you're representing because it's a more fundamentally it's more inclusive than exclusive because it's not just the people who want to stand want standing the people who sit want standing to allow the people to who want to stand to go and stand away games is the best example um, you know you've always got people who want to sit and people want to stand and that's great and, and this way is more inclusive because it's providing both and I think for me personally and our group what we just discussed after that I think I, th- I think we're moving in the right direction. We'll be putting it mildly. I, th- I think this is going to come about a lot quicker than people think, and and that meeting has only uh, reinforced my belief that that's the case. I mean, it's interesting because I mean, like, normally as football fans, we get very very sceptical of politics and politicians. Normally, they don't want to speak to us. If they want to speak to us, they speak to us, you know, for one, sure. one particular reason. When you went into that room, did you have any expectations beforehand, and were they different when you came out? From the politician or from the other fans? From the politician. Um, I think, understandably, uh, the politician, to an extent, even if they're enga- they genuinely want to engage in something, has to speak like a politician. They can't say something that would go against the party. And I think that uh, she walked a nice line between uh, her party's policy, but also it's very clear that that's something she genuinely feels very passionate about. I was quite pleased to know that quietly behind the scenes she's gone up to Celtic and had a look at the safe standing section there. I think a lot of that she hasn't been able to publicise because um, it's not an official Labour policy, a uh, party policy at the minute. But I, I think that the, uh, the change is going to come and I think Labour are going to make it a policy. I think that they've the, the momentum is there and uh, I'm very enthused by um, the work that she's done and how she spoke today and my hope is that that will spread throughout uh, the Labour Party and also it's a cross-party issue to the Conservatives in time as well. And, and she talked about cross-party issue. It's interesting you talk about you know her being passionate to football. Do you know she's a Liverpool fan and she actually went to the Champions League final? I didn't know that. Again, great. Fa- fantastic. I mean, a lot of the time I think politicians and football fans is never a good mix because there's such a, a difference between, you know, quote-unquote, your average football fan and your average politician. Football's just near working class sport, and, and I think more often than not, people who are involved in politics understandably have been to the better schools and might be more coming from a background in rugby or cricket and such. But to hear that, that's excellent as well. They've got a very good culture at Liverpool, I think, fan wise, there. Got a lot of time, a lot of respect for some of the actions that they do. And, uh, you know, if I had to guess, I probably would have presumed she was Liverpool in the sense that the way she was talking about the topics and, and the. the, the the position that she's coming from so yeah fantastic like she shows she's obviously a proper fan and, and that's what we need you know, proper fans in positions of power that can benefit the entire football fan community so outside the Houses of Parliament I've got Phil from Spirit of Shankly Liverpool and Gareth from the Anfield Rap as well they've come all the way down to be involved in this debate on standing or safe standing as they like to call it but we like to call it standing because standing is safe anyway 
were you encouraged by what you were today? To me, it's natural to stand at a football match, and I've, I've gone up to Celtic Park. I've been to Shrewsbury Town this week as well to see the safe standing section there. And I can remember I'm old enough to remember what it was like to stand on the standing cop. And, and for me, standing in a seating section, it dilutes the experience. It's not what it was, and there's no there's no good reason now to not have legitimate standing sections in the top two divisions. I, I think there's a weight of movement now in the right direction you've seen it with the petition you've seen it with this meeting today and I think you know it's not just about creating atmospheres though I think some people go oh you know this is just romantic tosh it's about it's about inclusion it's about allowing people the choice because what you've got right now is I'm a copite I've got a season ticket on the cop and every European game every big European game in the season just gone I stood for 90 minutes but I've got a fella in front of me an old guy who cannot stand for 90 minutes but he's forced to do so because everyone's standing and then he's having to sit down miss bits bits of the match and what, all we're asking for is people, to give people the choice and anyone that goes to Celtic Park can see A that it's great for atmosphere but B that it's safe and in fact it's safer than what we've got right now so what what is stopping it what's preventing it nothing really so hopefully on the 25th of June we get the right results and we see a step towards safe standing in football grounds I mean you said at the start standing safe anyway I understand why in Liverpool in particular there's a little bit of sensitivity around that because the Taylor report said it was safer to be in a seat in an all-seater stadium obviously Lord Justice Taylor did not have the option of rail seating for instance with a barrier in front and a barrier behind you. What we've got now is unsafe standard. So at Anfield, I fell over rows of seats. At St James's Park, I fell over rows of seats. At Man City, I definitely fell over rows of seats when we knocked them out of the Champions League. Um, and that's not safe. That's not safe. But if you've got a barrier in front or a barrier behind, you're not going anywhere. You're not squashing anyone. You're not injuring yourself. You're not injuring small kids. And you've got the choice to stand and watch football. That's all we're asking for. You've been talking to uh, a lot of the Liverpool families as well, and involved in Hillsborough about the standing. I'm just interesting what your your feedback is there yeah well we held a number of meetings the first one we held was basically a private meeting which was just for uh, the families of Hillsborough victims and survivors from Hillsborough and um, it, it was a meeting that was done um, respectfully um, and in a, in, a, in a nice respected manner and I, I will admit there was people that had opposing views in that meeting there was people um, that lost loved ones at Hillsborough that are against standing at football and these people generally um, probably won't have been to uh, many of any matches since 1989 however there's also people that lost loved ones who, who will continue to go to football throughout the years who are for safe standing um, so so both um, views were there and we took people that were against safe standing um, up to Celtic Park for a match and they seen how it was done on the day and they actually changed their minds two of them that went up they changed their mind and said actually before today I was against it when I've seen it in practice I'm for it but I think what's important is that it took um, 27 years basically to get the truth of what happened at Hillsborough out there and by saying that Standing caused it we're doing that justice campaign a great disservice because Standing didn't kill anyone what killed people was a ground that was not fit for purpose regardless whether it was standing or sitting and the actions on the day of the police and the emergency services um, that's what killed people and if we say that standing killed them 
then we let them off the hook. So we need to be clear that Standard didn't kill them. It was how that stadium was run on the day that killed them. Um, and that's why people that were there on the day, survivors and people that lost loved ones, are now firmly supportive of um, an option. And that's what it is. It's a choice, really. If you want to sit at a match or you want to stand at a match, people stand, as we've just heard now, people stand every week. We stand on the cup every week. We stand at away matches every week. So we're doing it anyway. Just make it safe. And just interesting as well, because obviously we spoke to Dr. Alan Khan there as well, who's talking to us and she had the consultation. Were you quite impressed by enthusiasm? Yeah, what I'm impressed by is that she's open enough to say, look, um, I love football. However, I'm busy. I've got two young kids. I don't really go that much. So I don't want to make a decision about football. I want you to make the decision. You're the reps. You're the people that have been... um, that are speaking for your different fans from different clubs you make the decision you tell me what you think and I will act on what you think I'm not going to do it for you if you tell me that safe standing is what people want then I'm for it so she's actually it's a politician that basically rather than just making a decision is sticking by it she's saying you tell me what you want and then I'll make a decision which I mean that's what we want politicians to be isn't it good stuff Ben hopefully we'll get this uh, win this fight and move on to the next one. Yeah, exactly. And um, there's many more fights to have. We've got John Darch here from the Safe Standing Roadshow. And he's been here all the way through this standing journey, as we say. And now we're in the House of the Parliament, or outside the House of Parliament, enjoying a nice pint, actually, which nice, is good. Nice, nice cider. That's right. And a nice Being cider. A West Country boy. He's a West Country boy here, John, as well. <laughs> and uh, I know that you've been, like I said, you've seen the plus sides and the negative sides of the standing campaign. But you start to feel there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I think we're getting very close. I think today it was great to, to see. Over the years, I've, I've tried to get to see sports ministers and shadow sports ministers. I've only ever managed to have meetings with two of them. And they were both in the room today. That's uh, Clive Efford and now Rosena. And I think it's, it's great that, that the Labour Party uh, are moving forward with this now, looking, looking more and more like they're going to come out in favour. Let's hope they do. Um, and I think them showing that, that willingness to, to talk to fans has made the government also start saying that they're looking at it. The petition, of course, helped. The debate helped. I think we're getting very close. Dr. Alan Khan today, she, you know, she talked about the fact that she actually wants to have an all-party resolution here. So she's almost like saying, I'm driving this, I'm going to be the champion of this, but I want everyone to be around the table talking about this. Do you think that's going to happen? Oh, we're nearly there, because you know, if, if, if Labour were to come out in favour, uh, the Lib Dems have been in favour for quite a long time, the Greens have been in favour for quite a long time, even UKIP, for what they're worth, have been in favour. So the only party left to come out in favour, really, if the Labour Party do that, would be the Tories. And, and you know, why shouldn't it be? Because you know, football fans are discriminated against, so why wouldn't any MP of any colour you know, want to come out and, and help take away that, that, that ban that was based on the premise that all football fans who stand are would-be hooligans, and therefore we've got to take away their natural habitat standing areas. It was crazy then, it remains crazy 28 years later, and I hope that all politicians come the debate will stand up and say it's time we change the policy and they haven't got to change the law all they've got to do in the short term is say that when the seating orders that are put on grounds like like Lionel Road will have probably um, saying this ground must provide seated accommodation only all they've got to do is say that when they say seated accommodation what they mean is any form of seating compliant with the green guide now at the moment the old version of the green guide doesn't include rail seating and but please, please please explain what the green guide green is for guide, a lot of people okay. that don't yeah the green guide jargon 
its official name, The Guide to Safety at Sports Grounds. It is the Bible on how to build and operate uh, a sports ground safely. It's published by the Sports Ground Safety Authority, which is the government quango on sports ground safety. So every ground operator, uh, every stadium manager, every local safety advisory group, they all use the Green Guide as their reference work. And it has things in it like how wide a seat must be, how much legroom there must be, how fire retardant materials used to make the seat must be. All that is in the Green Guide. At the moment, because the current edition is 10 years old, and 10 years ago there was no real talk about rail seats in England, it doesn't cover rail seats. A new version is coming out in the autumn that will include what is being termed in the guide uh, seats incorporating barriers. So if the government will confirm that when they say seated accommodation, they mean any form of seating compliant with the guide, that means that as of this autumn, rail seating will be compliant. It will be seated accommodation, and therefore Lionel Road could be built with rail seats. And I'm going to ask another question as well, because obviously Brentford have got terracing, old-fashioned terracing, which is licensed, so we're allowed to stand in it, so it's another form of standing that we can stand in. At the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily have to be rail seating. Surely standing could be any form of standing. And in the Green Guide, of course, it has a big section on terracing. You know, people think that Lord Justice Taylor was dead against standing and, and uh, it's nonsense. In the Green Guide, it says, for instance, on your terraces at Griffin Park, the maximum density of the capacity cannot exceed 47 persons per 10 square metres. That number was cited by Taylor. That number comes from Taylor. So Taylor didn't only make recommendations about not admitting fans to crumbling, dilapidated, badly managed terraces, but he said that you know, where terraces are being used, well-managed ones, well-maintained ones, that is the density maximum figure you can go to, 47 uh, people per 10 square metres. So yes, there are rules in the guide that cover standing on terraces, there are rules in the guide about all sorts of forms of seating, and there will, as I say, going forward be rules in the guide about what they call seats incorporating barriers, which means rail seats and also normal seats with a barrier over the top of them. So there's different ways of doing it. So I'm going to ask you, John, I'm going to put your crystal ball out here, mate. I mean, I know I'm not going to hold you to this like, in two or three years' time um, and say, you got it wrong, but where do you think this is going? Where do you think we're going to be and in what time period? Because people out here just want to go, look, let's get this over and done with. Oh, we have shows. We, of course, uh, starting to play in the August, and the, not in the Championship, unfortunately, didn't come up, but in League One with rail seats. It would have been bizarre if they had come up. If they'd come up, we'd have had Shrewsbury in the Championship with rail seats, West, West Brom. Brom in the Championship who wants rail seats, not allowed to, you guys in the Championship with terraces, and everybody else with normal seats. It would be a complete mockery. But we've got them anyway in League One with rail seats. I think we'll see some rail seats go in to EFL grounds during the course of the coming season, and I see, we'll see, think we'll see seats going into Premier League grounds next summer. So Martin Cloak from the Tottenham Supporters Trust and, like us, they're moving to a new stadium, but they're doing it quicker than us. So you're building a... I mean, what have you got? You've got extra-powered diggers, like, actually building your stadium because it's taken us a few years and you're building it in about three days, aren't you? Oh, well, it, it depends who you talk to, you know. I mean, I think we started talking about it ten years ago, so, but then that was, a, that was another project and another plan. So, uh, but, yeah, we, we've, we've had a season away, uh, so we've... Uh, we're the Is only... that fun? Um, well, it, it turned, you know, we finished third, so it turned out better than we thought it would do. But I think uh, playing away from your own home is never great. And, uh, you know, Wembley were, were fairly accommodating in various areas, but it's not the same as having your own patch and your own place. And we all want to get back to Tottenham. 
and obviously you're building a new stadium in Tottenham obviously we're trying to be the first stadium with standing in it hopefully we'll be able to move this forward or they'll be able to move this forward but you know Tottenham might be ahead of us now were you really uh, um, encouraged by this meeting today? Uh, I was encouraged by the meeting today. I think that it, it's interesting that about four or five years ago that you couldn't really get anybody to talk about the issue of safe standing as well. It was uh, People thought it was something that was from the past. I think a lot of football fans thought that as well. Um, and you, couldn't, you certainly couldn't get the clubs to be that interested in it and you couldn't get any of the political parties to be interested in it. And now we've seen extraordinary, really, in the past fortnight, both the Conservative Party and the Labour Party scrambling to say, no, actually, we support safe standing a bit more. Now, you know, we know today, you know, Rosanna's been consulting with, uh, with fans for quite a long time uh, over this. She's tried to take people's views on board, and I think that they've recognised that there's, there's a little bit of a sea change out there, that things have moved on. Um, I think I made the point in a meeting today that, uh, that you know, m- actually most of the clubs in the Premier League are kind of fairly conservative with the small C. They don't like rocking the boat. You know, they're onto a good thing. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a global product, all this other stuff that, you know, we, we kind of worry about a little bit sometimes as well. Um, but to their credit, Spurs, who, like all the other clubs, are fairly lukewarm when we started raising it as a fans organisation years back, uh, said pretty much from the start of the process of putting this new stadium together, we would like to build in, we'd like to future-proof it. So if the legislation ever changes, we'd like to be able to provide a safe standing area, um, somewhere where fans can exercise choice. And all of our research over the past four or five years has shown that overwhelmingly, fans want the choice. They want somewhere where they can go and stand up. Uh, and equally, the fans that want to sit down want to know where the fans are going to go and stand up are going to be so they can avoid those areas as well. So absolute credit to our football club. And we don't always agree with what they do as a fans organisation, as you can imagine. Um, from the start of this project that they said we're going to build in a safe standing area uh, they've got the new south stand at the, the, the new Spurs stadium is, is kind of modelled on the, on the yellow wall at Dortmund, it's a single tier stand um, and the lower section of that right the way round on the wraparounds to the corner has been designed so that if legislation changes that is a, a bespoke design form of rail seating that the club have got in there as well uh, and they've taken advantage of that and I think that if you look at some of the difficulties that the club have had with doing that, they have to be very careful through the planning process because if you're trying to get planning permission for a ground and you ask for something that isn't legal, you've got a bit of a problem. But also you think, well, we've recognised that our customers want this and also things might change in the future. So how do we do that? And I think that's just one example of a lot of the, the genuine practical problems that a lot of clubs have faced. And I don't know, obviously, as much about what's happened with Brentford, but I would imagine that the same kind of conversation has gone on at Brentford, that we want to provide what our customers want, what we're being asked for, but legislatively, we can't do this. And planning permissions are very difficult things to get, especially for football grounds, because everybody immediately sees them as disruption as well, even though we can both see you know, how long both our clubs have been in the area that they've been in. More years than we get to remember, and more years than most people that support them have been alive. But So it's not a new thing, the disruption that goes in there. So I just think that it's been a very interesting couple of weeks where suddenly we've seen this, this really enormous change, and people have said, how can we try and make this happen in a sensible way and in a safe way, rather than let's just decide that it's not safe or we're not going to talk about it or it's too difficult to talk about. Like, that was a real encouragement for today. And I never thought I would see over 60 fan reps and six MPs, including a couple of cabinet ministers in a room, saying, how are we going to move this forward? Not, are we going to move it forward? How are we going to move it forward? So, I mean, in short, you're very confident in a very short space of time we're going to get standing at football. I think we will do because I think 
I think what's changed again over the past few years is a lot of the professionals that are involved in it, like the Football Safety Officers Association, have, have recognised what's going on at grounds. Uh, and I think that one of the arguments that came out of the meeting today was that standing up in areas where there are seats is not necessarily as safe as people would like to think. Um, and you kind of again, you've, got to, you've always got to look at evidence with these things as well. But from a practical point of view, as a football fan, you know that if you're standing up sometimes on a crowded section of where seats are and you've got something that's at half shin level in front of you and you get pushed forward, you're going over that seat as well. So there are issues there. You can talk about, well, should people be made to sit down? And again, it came up in a meeting today. The way that people watch a football match, the way that people consume the product, if you want to talk about it in those terms, is that occasionally they will stand up. You're not going to have people just sat down like that at the theatre all the time. And that isn't because of any big pose about what football fans are like. That is just the way that you watch the game. It's exciting, you stand up, a goal gets scored, you stand up and you cheer or whatever. So I think just people are recognising the realities at the moment. So I think for that, as much as a recognition of what fans want, I think things will change because they have to. When you get to a situation where the reality that's in front of people isn't really working, you have to say, let's change it. And let's just try and be honest and practical about it. So there you have it. Voices from up and down the country. You've got an MP telling us her thoughts on where she thinks the standing campaign is going. And also fans, actually, and as we said, you know, normally as football fans, we get a little bit dubious when, you know, we get politicians coming in on board and saying, we're going to get on board on this campaign because you think, mm, what do you want out of me? But to be fair, and I'm going to say this straight up, Dr. Rosanna Allen Khan was very, very enthusiastic. She's right up for it, Liverpool fan, you know. OK, it doesn't necessarily go week in and week out. But she understands she knows football and also she's looked and she's listened to what the fans are saying. She understands our concerns. She understands how the football has changed over the past 25 or 30 years, which is something that a lot of people have not taken into consideration. Um, they keep saying, oh, no, you know, standing is trouble. And it's just like, what are you talking about? You know, at Brentford, we've had standing for over 100 years and we don't get trouble because they're standing at football, you know. We get a real mix of people behind the goals, as we say, and, it, and it's great. So what we want to try and do is we make, to make sure that happens all around the country. So fingers crossed, this meeting will be another reason why people and MPs and the authorities are going to look at what's going on within football and actually move us into the 21st century. But, I mean, I have to say, I was very, very encouraged by what I heard today, the enthusiasm from the MPs in the room, the enthusiasm from the fans in the room, and talking to fans afterwards, as you heard, you heard all of them talking. Everybody was very, very positive in thinking that, again, fan power, joining together with the right people to make the right noises, fingers crossed within the next six to 12 months, maybe or 18 months, we will actually be able to legally stand at football matches. And with Brentford's new stadium at Lionel Road coming within the next 18 months, we're hoping that we're going to be one of the first stadium which is going to be able to showcase a safe area for fans to stand if they want to. And the atmosphere in there is going to be absolutely great. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. Hope you enjoyed our little mid-season podcast from the House of Parliament. Check us out in a few weeks' time and we'll be doing a, a bit of a mid-season update on the transfers and everything else that goes down. But thanks for listening.
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.